ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, February 19th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, for this next hour. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Those, of course, the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer, so we've got a lot to get into today. I think I'm going to primarily focus on on baseball. Basketball, we'll talk about that briefly, but we've got so much time between now and next week. I just don't know what we can talk about for the next 10, 12 days until we get to that point where the Thundering Herd will play basketball again. I don't know what we can get into, but I can tell you this, though. We can talk baseball today because a few days ago, I'll, I'll say this, a few days ago on Friday, we had the mayor of Huntington on, Steve Williams. Now, I was tempted to go back and get that interview, but instead I invite you to go down to the podcast, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're on TuneIn as well. And it's the Friday show. He mentioned in his State of the City address about Baseball Park. He brought that up, and then I got him to elaborate a little bit more on it, and he couldn't give me really all the details. He's hoping to have maybe some private commitment, have some private dollars, have a private developer come in, work with Marshall. And so we get the news today that the Huntington Municipal Development Authority, plus the city of Huntington, Marshall University and Marshall Athletics are all going to be involved in an announcement regarding the purchase of the Flint Group property. It's going to be 3 p.m. on Thursday. Now, we're going to be there. They've invited the public. So this is going to be pretty much a a big deal, I think, at least for them, to have something to say. They wouldn't just say, we're going to make an announcement without having something really concrete to tell you. And this is going to be, of course, on the property. They're inviting, as they said in the release, uh, they want Marshall supporters there, big green members, tri-state baseball community, encouraging everyone to come out, make it a, a big event, make it a big deal. They're even serving refreshments. Snacks are going to be, you see, there you go. Snacks, refreshments, that's your draw right there. You want to see something about the baseball park or at least the property and it's going to involve baseball, snacks, refreshments will be provided. Now, it's going to be held on the property, as I mentioned. Now, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, it's on the property that runs north along 5th Avenue and from east to west on 24th Street in Huntington. So who's going to be in attendance to this thing? Well, Marshall University President Dr. Jerry Gilbert is going to be there. Uh, Mike Hamrick, Athletic Director of Marshall University. So Mr. Hamrick is going to be there. Um, Mayor Steve Williams is going to be there. And Jack Cook is going to be there as well. So that's pretty cool. We all know what this is about. It's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to open up a, I, I don't know, they're going to open up a Popeye's chicken there. Who knows? They're going to talk baseball. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's coming down. And of course... It's a long time coming. Now, we've had a pretty good relationship with the mayor, Steve Williams, for several years. He's been on this show many a time, and he has talked about, I'm going to get baseball done before I'm done as mayor. I'm going to get baseball done. And this is, a, I think, a needed victory. You're going to have shovel the dirt, I hope, soon, because you just wouldn't have all this pageantry. You send a release out for something simple. No, you've got something cooking here. Now, I'm kind of curious how much we're going to see as far as is there going to be a a grand design presented. I know we saw some artwork that kind of got leaked out. It was uh, shown at an event. And by the way, if you ever have an event and you don't want it to kind of leak out, make sure Tim Stevens from the Herald-Dispatch is not at your event. Just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. 
case the room. If he's, I mean, he's a quiet guy. He'll he'll blend in quite nicely. So you got to keep an eye out for that guy. You see him at your event. You don't have the big signs. By the way, got posted on the internet. What was it? Signorama. I love those guys. I think it was Signorama. If it's not, I still love those guys. I think they're the ones that posted the. Hey, look here. Here's the. Here's what everyone's talking about. Here are the designs we made these big, beautiful boards for. So it's baseball. We know that. Thank God. Thankfully, we're going to talk baseball finally and some ground being dug up, hopefully to talk about a ballpark in the next year, two, or three, whatever the timetable is. I mean, thankfully, we can actually talk about, hey, there's going to be baseball in Huntington, and there's so many reasons why it needs to happen. First of all, how great would it be to be able to, I don't know, say mid-afternoon, you can have a working man special, whatever, Go down, catch a ball game. Or after work, you want to catch some baseball, go down, herds in town, go watch a little herd baseball. And if they do this the way I'm hoping they do, that's completely up to them. I'm hoping this is a private endeavor with Marshall's involvement. And that means I'm hoping we see maybe minor league baseball come back to hunt. And I don't want I don't want bandit ball. I don't want, you know, outlaw baseball. I want Minor league baseball. That's what I want. Now, I can't get everything I want, but at the same time, that's what's going to have to make it work. Honest to goodness, minor league baseball being played in Huntington. How cool would that be? One, it gives us something, obviously, here as far as the addition of quality of life. And that's always been my argument when I was a, a big proponent and still am of hockey in Huntington. Well, what's it do for you? What's it bring to you? Well, it's, it's a quality of life issue. There were a lot of people who were fond of the game and liked it. Now, I think there were some missteps made here and there, and it could have thrived a lot better. But it definitely thrived for a while, and you know, maybe it still could be here if the right things were in place or some different things happened. But minor league baseball brings you a quality of life issue. It's great for the game. It's great for Huntington because now you bring, say, tourism in. And I'm not talking, hey, someone's going to come in just to see the baseball game. You never know, though. People might come in, hey, I'm going to catch a game. I'm going to go to Huntington, go watch a little minor league baseball. There's this player that I've heard about that's you know, in the system. And I don't know if affiliation is important. It might be for Huntington. You get an affiliate with, uh, say, I don't know, the Pirates, the Indians, the Reds, you know, your team of choice in the area. But still, you get a good enough level of baseball, you can see some prospects coming through. And at the same time, it's just another bullet point. It really is. You bring in, of course, all the time. You're trying to bring in conferences. You're trying to bring in events. You're trying to bring in different people to Huntington. And here's a bullet point for you now. Hey, right down the road here, we've got baseball. There's a baseball game tonight. So you don't have to sit in your hotel room after whatever you're doing is uh, going on. It's over. You, you know, you got the night. Sure, you can you can go hit the movies at Pullman Square. You know, you can enjoy the cuisine, Huntington. You can enjoy what, you know, you can find downtown. Hey, you can go over to the baseball park. we got a game. It's the Huntington Baseball Kings or whatever we're going to call this thing. And they're taking on somebody. Same thing with Marshall. I think baseball is one of those sports that it doesn't matter necessarily if you have an affection or an affinity for the team. Hey, there's a baseball game on. And if I was in a community and there was a baseball game going on, I don't necessarily have to be a fan. I would go to that. I was in Seattle, and I went to see the Seattle Thunderbirds play the Calgary Hitmen, and this was minor league hockey. Now, I don't really have an affinity for Seattle, the Thunderbirds. Not a necessarily saying that 
I was a fan before. I kind of was afterwards. And they were playing Calgary, and that was Bret Hart's team. If you know who Bret Hart is, professional wrestler, and it was Calgary Hitmen. And it was cool. It was fun. And I think that's how minor league sports work. It's just, it's cool and it's fun because. You're just watching a ball game. I mean, same thing. You know, I go to um, I go to West Virginia Power game now and then, and I'm not necessarily, you know, a fan of the minor league team because I know the players, or I'm not a fan necessarily because okay, hey, they're part of you know my favorite baseball team. You know, because those affiliations come and go, but. It's just cool. Hey, you know, here's this kid. He's a he's supposed to be a, a big prospect. You get to follow him, or just go watch a game. I mean, that that's I think what everyone's been hoping would happen. You have that in Huntington, and of course, again, it just goes back to quality of life. So whatever the, um, the scenario is, the great thing here is, and I, I know I focus a little bit on the minor league baseball side of it, but Marshall finally is going to get facilities. That's the thing. Baseball has been, I think, so woefully, woefully underappreciated because with what they have and what they do, it's amazing. And I'm not saying it's deliberate depreciation of the product. You know, you think Mike Hamrick walked in here day one and thought, oh, well, yeah, that's just baseball. No, it's been working towards getting some facilities going. And I applaud him. I applaud Steve Williams and I applaud everyone who's involved with this. Because baseball finally has a home, or is going to have a home. And it's going to be a great facility. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to get it built. And it's going to be a great facility, I hope, for not just the Thundering Herd, minor league baseball. Hey, maybe you could host some other events for for state tournament. It's a possibility. Never say never. There's always that opportunity to play some different baseball at all kinds of levels there. It's great for the sport. And you know what? You're playing in a conference where baseball is highly regarded. Conference USA Baseball is regarded well. And so now you have a facility that's going to be worthy of the quality of baseball that's played in Conference USA. And you can use it as a great recruiting tool. I mean, it's the same thing with soccer. Soccer is a highly regarded sport in Conference USA. It's not the revenue sport that football and basketball are, but it's regarded well. The quality of play is regarded well. And Marshall has a facility now that is equal to that. Same thing with softball. Softball has a facility that is worthy of being in Conference USA. And of course, you can always make improvements. You always can, but still, I mean, you have a, a coach that came in here who came from, a, I thought, a name program, not necessarily the best softball program of all time as far as schools are concerned, but came from a name program and said, hey, you know what? I'm loving what you have here at Marshall for softball. I can do something with this. And so that's where it all comes down to. It's just facilities are important, and there are so many things you can do with baseball. It's going to get used more. I mean, think of how many times the football stadium's used. I mean, really, think about it. Aside from practice, you've got practice in there, you've got a couple of events that go in there, you've got game day, and you've got this big stadium that is empty most of the time. Now, you've got the facility building and a couple other things attached to it, and that's great, but as far as usage is concerned, you've got this big facility that is not necessarily used all the time. Baseball is going to get a lot more use. You're going to get a lot more for your dollar out of that, I think, and it's going to be probably more beneficial to the community, I would think. But we're going to find out. It's all going to play out on Thursday. Until then, I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating what exactly is going to be said, what's going to 
happen? What kind of development is going to go around there? Because you're not just going to put up a baseball. I don't think you can just go throw up a baseball park and say, here it is. You've got to do something with that area and that property, and you've got to revitalize that area. And so you've got a baseball as a cornerstone to what you put around it, be it entertainment options, be it a, um, I mean, restaurants, be it offices, be it other ventures, shopping, retail, whatever you do around there, hotel space, maybe, whatever the development is, baseball park's going to be a cornerstone of that. I mean, look what they've done in uh, Charleston with, uh, with that area where they put Appalachian Power Park. I mean, it's a lot better than it was, right? Is that fair to say? I think so. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Just wanted to talk to you today about it because, well, Honestly, I know I have uh, hammered this thing home forever that it needed to happen. And and that's fine. It finally happened. It took several years. And I'll find out the same way everyone else does, and that's fine as well. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a great project, I hope, for everyone involved. Baseball is definitely needed, and I'm sure there are going to be some other things that are attached to it as well. And we'll talk more about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So how are you doing as far as no basketball for a few more days? It's Tuesday, February 29th. We got a few more days to go until you get some herd basketball to at least the men's side to, to put you back in a good mood, right? Got to wait till Thursday, February 28th, kids, for herd basketball. And I know we've talked about this for the last few days, and I'm still not sure I'm getting a, a good vibe on this just yet from uh, from people. It's all anecdotal, I get it. But at the same time, I just don't know if we're at a point yet where we understand what this is going to be because I've still had to explain it to a few people. And part of that, of course, is it's so new. And you got four games left on the Marshall schedule. You just found out. Marshall's at Louisiana Tech on February 28th, and then Marshall's at North Texas on March 3rd. That's a Sunday. And then Wednesday, you've got FAU. I'm sorry, FIU. See, that's where I get mixed up because the release came out and mixed me up. I'm, I'm just going to gonna own that right there. So you look at the schedule, and you got the Florida schools coming in. FAU is the Saturday game. FIU is the Wednesday game. But if you're trying to generate interest for, say, your basketball program, this is tough. How do you generate interest? How do you keep interest? If, for example, say Marshall was hot, Marshall was heating up and things were going pretty well, and then, okay, you're in this pod, you got to wait. Okay, we're going to wait till Saturday. That's fine. We'll get a few days off. We'll play Saturday. No, you're going to wait until Thursday, February 28th. Today's Tuesday. So you're going to go another week and then two days from this. So we're talking about an entire week and a half here before you get her basketball game. And I'm still kind of curious what that's going to do for Marshall basketball. And right now, I think maybe the rest is a good thing for them because they're going to have this and they're going to have the Conference USA tournament. Okay, get some rest. I'm okay with that. And really, how far can you fall in pod play? Best you do is you finish maybe 7th, 6th. 6th is the best you can do. 10th is the worst. You're still going to have to play four days. Marshall gets hot in this thing, though. That's the thing. If Marshall can... I like it as a confidence builder because if Marshall can go back and beat Louisiana Tech and get that victory, all of a sudden, that's a pretty good confidence builder. I think so. And then you go to the super pit and you beat North Texas and and then you're feeling really good. Okay, we've gone on the road. We've got Louisiana Tech. We got them back. 
And then you go and get North Texas. Okay, got them back too. Come back home. You've got FIU and FAU. And you've already handled that business once. And you take care of that business again. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, we're feeling pretty good here. Sure, we're six. And that means we got to play a few more games. Four, to be exact. We're going to play four games in the tournament. And that's how it just approaches. Like, oh, look, we're playing four games. Not, okay, we have to win four. No, we're playing four games. That's how I would approach it. If you're feeling good about this, or this could be a terrible experiment, and then Marshall just drops to 10th place. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to be enough for Conference USA to bolster the resume of the top squads. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think anyone in Conference USA is under the illusion that, oh, this is going to get us a couple of teams in. We'll get our automatic qualifier in, and we're going to get our, our at-large team in because of this, maybe. I don't. They're trying this. Bless their hearts. It's Try it. We're talking about it. It's interesting, but already I've kind of lost the momentum on it because we're talking about Marshall playing next week. Not, okay, they're going to play a few days from now. They're going to play on Saturday. See, right now it's Tuesday, and i got to play about, I don't know, few more shows. You got to plan a few more shows. Okay, Wednesday. Well, Marshall's playing next Thursday. Thursday show. Well, we're going to talk baseball. Friday. Hey, how about baseball? Saturday, they're not playing. Sunday, they're not playing. Monday. Hey, uh, Herd's not playing yet. Come back on Tuesday. Hey, Herd's, uh, yeah, we're getting ready. Herd basketball. Wednesday. Yeah, finally, we can start getting ready, looking ahead. Marshall playing on the road. Thursday, basketball. Friday, of course. Hey, that was Herd basketball. Saturday, nothing. Sunday, time to talk herd basketball again. You get it? I think the momentum has just dropped here a little bit. But at the same time, if they get hot, they win these four things. It won't matter. Head into the tournament feeling pretty good. Senior day is going to be uh, on Saturday, March 9th. I don't for, I'm forget about that. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're a herd fan, you got an option. You got herd basketball this week. The women are in action. Again, they're looking pretty strong. They're going to make some noise in that Conference USA tournament. They're going to be a hard out for somebody. They might not win it all, but they're going to be a hard out for somebody. And I suspect, I suspect there might be a postseason option for them. They win the conference tournament. That would be great. They get into the NCAA tournament. How would that be? How fantastic would that be if last year Marshall's men get into the NCAA tournament and then the women a year later find a way to get into the NCAA tournament what kind of great turnaround would that be? That your men's basketball program has finally got to a point where it's competing again. And don't count the herd out yet, even though they're in this pod thing right now. And the women, they could find a way to get a first round by. And then they go into that tournament, get to the, maybe the championship game. You never know what happens if you get to that point. Win that thing, go into the tournament. And just how great would that be for women's basketball for Marshall University. I mean, I think that would be spectacular because sometimes we don't talk enough about them. And I know the crowds are smaller and sometimes their games are going on the same time the men are because of the mirror schedule. So if the men are home, they're on the road. If they're home, the men are on the road. And I know you're following the men probably more, but hey, don't forget. Don't forget a Shana Gore. She's working her tail off out there. And so are all those ladies. They're working their tail off. And I think it'd just be really cool that we get to a point where, you know what? The men might not be in Huntington, but the women are. Let's talk about them on a a, a more frequent... I mean, because... What do you ever see? I mean, you, you might pick up a Parthenon. You pick up a Parthenon over the campus. Yeah, they're going to talk about the, the Olympic sports. You're going to see that. And I know putting Marshall women's basketball front page of the sports page, whatever your sports page may be, might not happen all the time. But 
They're in a great spot right now. I I legitimately think that if they keep this up, they might be a consideration for, I I don't know, maybe an NIT bid. They get to play a little women's basketball in the postseason. That'd be all right for them. I would take, see, because I think the opportunities are different for them. I would take those opportunities. It's like a letdown for men's basketball if you are in the CBI, the CIT. I really think that's a letdown. Where once before, I'm like, hey, you haven't been in postseason basketball forever you need to take this to, all right, that's not the standard here. Does Kentucky take a CIT bid? No, probably not. Probably not. Does Duke take a CBI bid? No, no, no. Doesn't matter how bad the program is that year to even entertain that offer. No, no, that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying Marshall's up on that level, that plateau, but but got to pick your battles. All right, we're shooting for the NCAA. Okay, that didn't happen. All right, we're shooting for the NIT. Okay, that didn't happen. All right, do we really want to play in the CBI? Hey, if you want to see that action and they want to play in it, I'll be there. That's all I'm going to say on that topic. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you yesterday, I didn't really get into it, was how many of you are watching the Alliance of American Football? Week number two. I watched five minutes of it. I don't know how much you are consuming, but I'm finding while it's a pretty novel idea, okay, we're going to try minor league football again, and that's what it is, minor league football. But is it really minor league football from the from the angle of, okay, these guys are going to go up to the NFL Probably not. And so I'm concerned this league might not be here next year. It Maybe it will be. And you got the XFL coming and whatever form that's going to take. We still don't know what that's going to look like in its second version. But the Alliance of American Football received a $250 million cash investment from Carolina Hurricanes owner and CEO Tom Durden, who basically said that every startup is in a position to benefit from more capital. At least that's what an AAF spokesman told CBS Sports. And I'm sure that's partially coming from him as well. Uh, Here's a statement from the um, principal and his co-founder, Charlie Ebersol. He said that since the beginning, it's been crucial that the foundation of the alliance be set with world-class partners. And he said that Tom Dundon represents just that. He said in this statement, Tom, Bill Polin, and I will work with our great team at the alliance to expand our football operations and technology business. Tom is a self-made American success story who brings a wealth of knowledge in the sports, entertainment, and finance worlds and proven leadership to our organization. Now, here's something I'm thinking. You've got this football, you've got this product, and they're throwing a lot of technology at it, right? I haven't downloaded the app, but they talk about that app. Hey, that app is real time. You can see everything as it happens in the app the same way and I'm kind of wondering if this is just going to be partially, okay, we're, we've got the football, we're going to work the technology, and then we're going to sell this technology off. Could you imagine they get the technology going, hey, NFL, look what we can do here. You can't do that. We've got the technology. You want in? I mean, think of it that way. There could be a technology angle to this. And again, it's week two. And the attendance hasn't been terrible. To be fair, it's, it's minor league football. It hasn't been terrible. The attendance is probably better than some mid-major college football. And so the attendance is, it's going to be what it is. I just don't know what levels you need everything to actually make this thing money. And of course, you're going to be on, you have a television partner. Again, I'm sure your television money is not going to 
carry the day on this. But I thought it was curious. Okay, we're in week two and we're already talking about, hey, there's a cash infusion. What does that mean? Well, maybe either somebody thinks, all right, um, you guys uh, need a little booster. I think you got something going here. Or, okay, um, they're a little in trouble. And then next year you got the XFL. I just don't know if I bought into this shit. I gave it a chance. I watched it. It wasn't terrible. And I'll watch a little bit more of it, but I'm not making an appointment to watch it. It's not appointment television for me. You know, Sunday was already busy enough for me to throw in an AAF game. I did not need the Alliance of American Football to keep entertained. I had hockey, and that's my thing. I had a little bit of the NBA All-Star game, terrible as that was. Sorry. And I watched a lot of the UFC on ESPN. They had a long card, a huge uh, event. And if you're into the fight game, that was probably fun for you. If you're not, you're you're moving on to something else. I'm sure for a lot of you, the NBA All-Star Game was your sporting event of choice. I'm sure for some of you like me, hey, no, I was watching hockey. Now we watched some of the fights. I didn't have time to work you in football. Football's done. And really, is year-round football a good thing? I think that's the question we're going to have to answer. Is this a good thing? With Just with the oversaturation, I mean, I think we got just enough. Because really, if you want enough football, okay, Friday, we'll just start with Friday night. Friday night, you got your high school. And then Saturday, you're going to devote some time to your college. And then Sunday, you're going to devote to pro. And not necessarily are you devoting time to college if you're a pro fan. And not necessarily are you devoting pro fan time to your college. For some, yeah, I've got football college on Saturday. I've got pro on Sunday. For others, yeah, hey, I'm watching pro. I'm a pro football fan. And for others, can't stand the pro game. You know, I'm watching college. It's, it's, it's the truest form of it all. And so you come in with this novel idea. I mean, they're winning the battle for the minor league football uniforms of all time. I, I dig those. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, this is minor league football. These are players who are marginal, couldn't get into the NFL. And I get the noble cause here. You know, maybe if they had an opportunity. And I'll tell you what, I'll I'll probably watch some of this over Canadian football. But even then, I'm looking at that occasionally and I'm like, okay, is there a Marshall player on the roster? No? Okay, I'm good. I'll stay for a third down and then I'm good. First down, nothing. Second down, nothing. Third down, punt. Okay. Not my style of football. It's not terrible. It's okay. We're going to wrap it up when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming down the home stretch, it's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be pretty busy on Thursday. We're going to find out what the future of baseball is going to be in Huntington with Marshall University. I'm excited. That's a press conference that I've been looking forward to hearing for a long time. And it's going to be akin to, you remember when Mr. Hamrick sitting right there, got to the podium, talked about the indoor facility that was going to be built, and look at that. That's one thing that you got to credit Mike Hammer for is he's getting facilities done. Honestly, he's got stuff done that I don't think would have been able to get pushed through uh, anytime soon. That indoor facility is a, a, a real huge sign of that. And then you've got 
the baseball park that's eventually going to be reality. Of course, until they're shoveled to dirt, I will temper my excitement by saying with shoveled to dirt, when they're out there digging the property, they're out there pouring the concrete, steel beams, girders, fencing, everything. When they get that going, then... Yeah, we're we're ready to get ready for ball and just the opportunities. I really I really hope that they can work it out where it's a, a private developer comes in, takes care of the development, make it one huge major development. I think it can work. Have it be a, just a a location for a lot of things that will make that area thrive, make the ballpark really the cornerstone of everything that's going on there. Do it right. I've heard Steve say this before, Mayor Williams. I've heard Steve say that, you know, he wants a palace. And he's serious. I mean, I don't want to kind of, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of palace he wants. He wants a palace and I get that. I don't know what kind you're going to get, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. So that's what we got coming up tomorrow on the program. I'm looking forward to all of that. And of course, we're going to maybe find out a little bit more information tomorrow, Thursday. We'll have the presser itself. Uh, Steve Williams has um, tentatively agreed to be on the program. He's going to be one of the speakers on Thursday, I believe. So he's tentatively agreed to to be on the program on Thursday to uh, talk a little bit more in depth about Whatever's going on, but he's going to be there. My camera's going to be there. You're invited. Refreshments. See, that's the thing. Refreshments. They want you there. Then they bring out, oh, and there'll be a light refreshment. Yeah, they want you to show up. If anything, just to get, I mean, it's afternoon. I mean, you get a bag of chips and get a Pepsi. Because Pepsi is the uh, official soft drink of the Thundering Herd. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, we're going to do this again tomorrow, and we'll hopefully know more. We can talk about baseball and get you set for that. And there's a lot of other things happening this week, and we'll get into all of that starting tomorrow. Back at 5.06 right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 940. Good night, everyone.